And hello and welcome to your favorite podcast out there. It's the GOAT Podcast, a.k.a. the Weatherman Podcast. I am Brick Myers, a.k.a. the Weatherman. Here after a week's hiatus. My apologies for the week hiatus. It's been a lot of NBA basketball going on, a lot of action going on just in sports in general. And I'll tell you something, I've had just a hectic of a week, and that's the reason why I haven't been able to put out many podcasts lately. Um, I just got an MRI because... Um, for people that know, I used to play basketball back in the back in the day, um, aka like five years ago, um, and her needed two discs in my back, and you know over the last couple months it's been really really serious. Um, you know I've been kind of dealing with it for the last five years. It's been like an adequate amount of pain, but nothing crazy. But then over the last three months, it just uh, gradually got worse and worse, and I had to get another MRI, and might have to get back surgery, so prayers up for me there, um, all my people listening in, I could use it, um, but I won't know the results probably till next week, but we'll see. So yeah, going to NBA action, you know, seeing how just the bubbles just affected so many different teams. you got the Phoenix Suns that are playing better than anybody in basketball right now. I mean, Devin Booker is playing like an MVP, and I'll be the first one to admit, you know, I I used to think Devin Booker put up these empty stats. Uh, he I had him as one of my top five most overrated players, but he proven me wrong here in the bubble, because he's showing out and pulling out his inner Mamba, Mamba mentality, and he's been leading the Suns to some success, even though the chances of them making it are still slim, by the playoffs, but. Just seeing them bring up this winning culture that the Suns haven't had in, oh, God, when's the last time the Suns were good? Man, golly, when's the last time the Suns were good? God, when, when Steve Nash, it was like 2010. They've been good a whole decade. That's long the Suns have been bad. And just seeing that, you know what, maybe they're building something here with this winning culture of, Devin Booker, maybe they can do something with this draft pick, the draft steal they got in Devin Booker. You know, everyone's telling them they should trade him. But you know what? If he's showing that he can win games for you, why don't they build a winning culture around Devin Booker? You know, build a team around Devin Booker. Bring a bunch of guys that Devin Booker wants, and success will happen. As we're seeing it here, is they beat the Clippers the other day on a game winner by Devin Booker, and eh, hate to say it, man, Paul George, man, you just like to get egged on at the game winning shots, don't you? I mean, you're gonna say Devin Booker's was a bad shot too, and I'm a Thunder fan, and I'll tell you something. When Paul George said that, I'm like, dude, you're six nine. How the heck did you not block it? How did you not block Damian Lillard's shot back last year? Like, what what's going on? Like, you knew he was going to shoot it. You think he's going to drive it when he's 40 feet from the basket with three seconds left? Like, come on, Paul. Come on, my dude. But then we see Devin Booker go full on, pull his inner Kyrie Kobe-esque move with the spin move, you know, fadeaway shot over Paul George to win the game. Kyle was clutch to watch. and You know, I thought that game was going to easily go into overtime. Clippers were going to come out and... Just blow them out in overtime. 
But the Clippers have been just a weird watch, if I'm going to be completely frank about it. You know, I, I, I do think the Clippers are the best team in basketball, like up and down the roster. And, yes, they're playing without Montrez right now. But, golly, man, they just look like somewhat they're, like, out of sorts. Like, when they want to play well, they, like, they could play lights out. But then they just they seem to fall asleep in certain games. Like, the Suns, they just, like, let the Suns keep shooting threes and kept shooting threes and kept shooting threes. And, God, the Suns went out on a huge run and had a huge lead on the Clippers for a while. So, I mean, it's it's just a crazy – it's been a crazy bubble. I mean, T.J. Warren's playing like an MVP for the Pacers. I mean, I've seen all the memes of, you know, my, my grandpa had – Will my dad had, um, you know, Michael Jordan, whatever. My older brother had Kobe, and then I have, I have Bubble T.J. Warren. Cause I don't know what happened, but T.J. Warren been balling out. I mean, this dude scored fifty three points in a game, and you know, and this is another guy the Suns gave away for cap space. So, I mean, golly, the Suns, man. Phoenix Suns, man, have made just some of those choices in the last decade have been kind of just head scratchers, you know. But, hey, you know what? They're building something here, so we'll see what ends up happening for the future. I mean, we'll see if they end up giving away Devin Booker next year. I hope they don't because that's like their cornerstone of their franchise. So if they give away him, you know, it's oof. I mean, I don't care how many draft picks. I don't care what, but. You know, Devin Booker is already a phenomenal scorer. And, yeah. But, you know, this is where I kind of look at. This is why I view Devin Booker and Bradley Beal as two better players than Trey Young. I know it's tough to say because Trey Young's, you know, puts up these outrageous stat lines. And he played, and everyone's gonna give me the excuse, oh, he doesn't have anybody to play with, blah, blah, blah. But, dude, like, same excuse for Zach Levine. They have guys to play with, dude. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker just put up stats that actually, like, mean something. Like, they actually give their cha- teams chances to win. Guy, you're watching the Hawks get blown out by teams, man. And it's just, like, you know, I don't care how many, how much points I put up. If I'm getting beat by 30, 20, I'm not happy, but hey, you know what? Maybe if Trey Young can improve as a, maybe I'm gonna say like IQ, because I mean his basketball IQ is not horrible. It's not really really good. He has good court vision, but like comparing him and Luca, it's just you know you watch Luca play. Luca just makes plays happen, like he sees the play before it even happens, and I feel like Trey Young. He'll force a lot of passes in that don't need to be passed. And, you know, this. I mean, I just think that the Hawks are going to regret giving giving up Luka. And, yeah, I think Luka lucked out being with Dallas because Dallas has already had a few, uh, past of having Dirk Nowinski and just a lot of European success. But I don't know, man. I just don't – I see Luka as, like, a perennial, like, MVP, all-star – one, like once in a lifetime talent. And I just think Trey Young's just like everybody else. Like, I really do think Trey Young is 
how every point guard is now. I mean, a point guard that's like a wannabe Steph Curry. He's, I mean, think about it. He's Steph Curry, just not as efficient, and he's not as um, good with the basketball as Steph Curry is. Like, I mean, and he's not as good at a defender. Steph Curry's not a good defender, but Trey Young is, like, atrocious. Like, you watch Trey Young play defense. He, I mean, it's like watching James Harden and LeBron when they're doing their, like, you know, I'm just watching the ball, not watching my man type moves, watching some movies on the uh, on the basketball court instead of playing defense, you know. I mean, golly, I mean, knowing James Harden, he's probably at a strip club or something in his head um, on the basketball court because, I mean, knowing that uh, his jersey's retired in a strip club in Houston, he must have been putting a lot of money out there, James Harden. James Harden be putting out a lot of ones just to get that jersey retired. But, hey, you know, we're seeing how the strip club has affected some of these players. You know, Lou Williams, you know, going to get his buffalo wings instead, you know, a strip club. And leaving the bubble and affecting his play, not being able to play uh, one game. And, you know, Trez still not being able to play. I mean, the Clippers are just like, I mean, I think when playoff comes by, the Clippers are, are going to step up. Because I think Doc Rivers is one of the best coaches in basketball. If not the best coach in basketball outside maybe Pop. Popovich. But I just think Kawhi Leonard's going to take a whole another step up. Because playoff Kawhi is just not something you want to go up against. And Paul George is, you know, he's, he's you're starting to watch him start to get back to his vintage self. Like you're watching him, he's starting to play a lot, really good defense. He's starting to get to the hole, starting to shoot confidently. And that's a Paul George that's dangerous, you know, a guy that's not afraid to put to get you buckets. And, you know, I think that at the beginning of the season, his confidence was just not there. I mean, you watched, you watched him play. It was just kind of, you know, his shot was kind of flat. And now you're watching it, and he, his shot looks way more pure. And the team just looks way more dangerous that way. And now we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, man. The Los Angeles Lakers are, I don't know, man. Golly. I mean, they played their best game of the season against the Clippers and won by a game-winning bucket, which is scary to think about. I mean, if that's – that's because, I mean, it's not the Lakers didn't play well. I mean, you're having to hope Anthony Davis goes off for, you know, 40 points every night. And I, Anthony Davis. I, I mean, he, I don't get me wrong. Top ten, maybe top five talent, but he's not a forty points. You can't rely on him to get you forty points a night. Twenty five, yeah. Forty, I don't. Nah, man. And honestly, I think LeBron's just been kind of cruising it. I mean, I know LeBron's going to be, you know, LeBron during playoffs. But you know, I just. It makes me think about it. You know, I made this poll on my Instagram, if you want to go look at it. And I said, you know, we all say, you know, that if you have better stats, you're the better player, right? Correct, right? And seeing that 
I feel like it's way more name recognition than anything. Because if we're being honest, like I look at the Thunder, Chris Paul gets all the recognition, and he deserves it. I will admit, Chris Paul deserves all the recognition. He deserved to be an all-star, whatever. Because he was he was the leader of the Thunder this year. And he's kind of the the orchestrator of everything. But he has he hasn't put the best stats up this season for the Thunder. Dennis Schroeder has put up more points. I mean Shea Gilgis has put up more points. Gallinari's put up more points. I mean, you know, and but we all say Chris Paul's the all-star and all these other guys are just random guys almost. And it just makes you think, you know, LeBron, I feel like LeBron has so many fans that just, it's they will never admit to when LeBron isn't the best player on a team. Because I personally think that Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers. This season, he's put up better stats. All-around stats, Anthony Davis has been better. Offensively, defensively. I mean, Anthony Davis, the only thing LeBron's beating him out in is assists. And, you know, but Anthony Davis has been taking over basketball games. LeBron has not really taken over many basketball games this season. And, you know, obviously LeBron is doesn't have to do as much because, you know, just dumping it into Anthony Davis. But that just makes you think about LeBron's just, anytime LeBron's on a team, it's LeBron's team. You know, when he went to the Miami Heat, you know, it was LeBron's team. And Dwayne Wade still put up great numbers. So if anybody said that LeBron didn't have anybody when he was on the Heat, you're smoking something. You are smoking something. Because they still had Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, who were all NBA, all NBA players throughout their careers. And they weren't, like, at the tail end of their career. Like, Dwayne Wade might have been, like, pushing outside of his prime. Chris Bosh pushing outside of his prime. I mean, Chris Bosh would probably have just retired if it wasn't for the blood clot thing in his, in, in his body. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. I feel like, I hate when people try to have debates over eras. Because I, I honestly like, I'm trying to remember who it was, but there was a hot take that said, you can't, you obviously you can't compare eras, but you could only be as good as the competition you're playing against. So if you're literally a god compared to the talent you're playing up against, then you are one of the best players of all time. Like, there's no denying it. And that's where people try to make the comparison, try to lessen, like, MJ's competition compared to LeBron's competition. And, I mean, you can't I, – I hate that people have to minimize people's achievements or competition to put someone above somebody. Like, it's just a stupid debate. Like, it's all personal preference, you know. And, you know, it depends also, like, what kind of basketball you like watching. 
I mean, if you want a guy that's if you like '90s to early 2000s basketball, like then it's like MJ Kobe. If you like watching today's basketball, it's like LeBron, Steph Curry, you know, James Harden, all those guys. You know, it just kind of like depends what kind of brand of basketball you like watching. Like in the '80s, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. There's like no debate. Like everyone loved watching those guys. And like the seventies, it was you know Creole Dojbar, Wilt Chamberlain. Sixties was Wilt Chamberlain, uh, Bill Russell. You know those were just guys I ever watched. So I I just hate the comparisons just because. You know, it just everything's different now. You know people train their bodies differently. People travel differently, train differently. It's just you can't compare it. You really can't compare this, because. There's just such a different feel to it in today's game. And, you know, the rules are different now. I mean, if LeBron were to play in, like, the 80s, 90s, if you went up to, you know, went up for a flop or something, a Bill Lambeer of the Detroit Pistons would slap him on his ass, and he would not be getting up. Like, he would not be getting up. I mean, just seeing LeBron... Knowing that he gets like poked in the eye, and he's on the ground for five minutes, it makes me think like you know just just players in today's game. I just feel like today's game's just all for show, and that's why I've always been way more of a fan of college basketball, because I just think that college basketball you just watch a lot of guys that are just love playing the game of basketball. You know these guys are playing a game and. They love playing it, and they're not getting paid to play it. I mean, I'm, I know eventually they probably will get paid, but it's just fun to watch guys that just enjoy being together and playing, you know, moving the ball around, not being the guy. Like, I'm getting paid millions of dollars, so i got to show up. It's just fun to watch that. You know, it's fun to watch good basketball, and I feel like the NBA now is just not that good basketball, if I'm being completely honest. Like, very few guys are really, really good this, like now. Like, I honestly think that people are, God, you watch, everyone travels. It just, people don't have good footwork. Yes, people are super athletic. But you're watching people like Luka Doncic, who as soon as he stepped on a basketball court was, like, lighting people up. And you wonder why he's lighting people up. It's because, like, he actually understands fundamentals. Like, I mean, he said it himself. Luka Doncic said it himself. It's easier to score in the NBA than it is in Europe. That's saying something, people, isn't it? Kid comes in 19, 20 years old and puts up a stat line of like 25, 9, and 9. And he's telling you, it's easy. This this is easy. I mean, it just shows how, you know, I'm sure, you know, the talent's incredible in the NBA. But nobody plays defense anymore. I mean, think about it. They only only got, like, one guy plays defense on the basketball court, if that. It's just not fun to watch when it comes to that. But, you know, and it's just, I feel like NBA players, don't get me wrong. They have this message and everything. They have this platform, and, you know, with all that's been going on in America, it's been crazy. With COVID and like this Black Lives Matter movement, all that. But I just think it's funny how I listen to some of the commercials and, you know, they're like, we stand with 
black lives and you, I, we, we put it on the court like don't don't you see this is where we who we stand with and then nobody's willing to talk about China like LeBron's going to talk about China and I just this is this is why I lose all respect for LeBron like I, I mean don't get me wrong he's done some incredible things like you know the whole dream school thing like he's done stuff for Cleveland and all that and he's a good father all that he never cheated on his wife whatever but to call yourself a victim and to tell you to, to just say that you're Go, that you're, you know, in this system and that, you know, you can never break out and that they're, that you're slaves. It's just despicable to me because you actually have people like in China that are making your shoes, LeBron, for like 50 cents a day, if that, like 30 cents a day. Literal child, like, slavery and you don't speak up about it because you're still making your millions your shoes are still being sold like nobody talks about that and people in hong kong are getting shot up by chinese government putting in concentration camps and people that are like muslim people are being put in concentration camps i mean it's it's despicable to me that we talk about yes there's things that are wrong with america like no country's perfect but to say that to to have the audacity to be a almost a billionaire and to say that you're a slave and to say that you're being attacked for being black whatever african-american is despicable to me because guess what the reason why you make your millions is because people of all different races, all different countries, all different languages, all different religions, all watch you. That is the reason why you make your money. You didn't make it by being a good business, like, you know, being a lawyer or a doctor or something. I mean... Yeah, I just look at just a lot of things that are happening in this country, and it just, I just frown upon it. And I really do pray for this country a lot, because it, it really does make me sick that you can't have a, a civil conversation with somebody, someone will look at your skin color and just think something different about you, think that you vote for somebody that you that you might not, or whatever. It's just despicable to me. And I think that the NBA should be more like what I what uh, Jonathan Isaac is, and a lot of people tried memeing Jonathan guy Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic because he stood for the national anthem, and he didn't wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, and he just spoke up against spoke out against it, and he said, you know, I don't think that this is like like this isn't going to do anything. Like, what is this doing? Like, just because you're kneeling to a national anthem, like, you're not doing anything. Like, how is that going to change anything from happening? You know, I just, 
you know, Kawhi Leonard said it best. Kawhi Leonard said, you know, all this is just words. You know, none of this is action. You know, all these are just being said. Nothing's being done. And, you know, no one's being willing to talk out about China. Because you can't lose your millions and billions of dollars. But, hey, we, we don't have a moral background because we're the NBA. But we have a moral background when it's, a, like, against police brutality. But, you know, but the moral background dies as soon as, like, our money's being affected. Now, you watch. I guarantee you that the NBA will, like, if people, like, actually stop watching the NBA, you, you'll watch. Like, there'll be, like, something like the players will start losing, like, there won't be as much money coming in or whatever. I guarantee you that, like, NBA is going to start going silent. It's just, I just think that nobody has backbone. Like, they don't stand for, like, they'll stand for something because it's popular to stand up for something. Like, they won't, like, that's why I think I respect about Jonathan Isaac. Like, he did the thing that no one else was doing. You know, my like, Myers Leonard did the thing that no one else is doing. Like those are the guys I res- like I respect. They don't just follow some kind of system or you know, just follow be a follower. Like they're leaders. And, you know, I feel like that everyone tries to play this whole victim card and like that's just how people in America I just feel like that's how people are in general. Like we always like think that, you know, we don't ever wait and hear all what's going on we just want to go to a conclusion it's a thing i learned in one of my communication courses in college you know we're systems of just wanting to find answers to like we don't want to just keep things out of question like we ask questions because we want to know the answer and we always try to find answers whether like it be the wrong answer or just like a just you know just a a thought we like to think that that's the answer. And I feel like that's what people do. I, th- I think that's what people do often. Is people just go with, you know, they, they hear something. They don't have any of the details. But they hear something. Automatic, like, that's what's going on. And then all of a sudden, like, a week later, all the facts come in. All the backstory comes in. Whatever. And, you know, like, that's just how it is. And, you know... I, that's why I don't like to discuss any of my opinions on that kind of stuff very often because it's tough to have a a good conversation about it because people make their opinions known and that's it. And I just think it the go going into this podcast just thinking about it. China needs, like, actual support. Like, what people in China are going through right now is sickening. Like, what the concentration camps... Like, there are legit concentration camps happening in China. Like, no, they're not being, like, deported or whatever. No, people are, like, being put in, like, work camps. Like, without food. Being forced... Being forced to, like, if they're Muslim, being forced to eat sacred meats that they're not that are not supposed to eat because of their religion it's just sickening to me you know that 
they could think that this is some this is okay. The NBA could think this is okay because oh well we're gonna lose billions of dollars if we say anything. You know what? Why don't you have a moral back backbone for the people that actually need it? Like people that are actually like crying out for help. So yeah, that's that's my podcast. If you want to help me out, um, I'm gonna start my YouTube channel um, soon. Should be in the next couple days. I'm gonna start a put these podcasts on YouTube. I'm going to it's gonna be under the Weatherman Report also, and I'm also gonna start doing um, I think reactions to hot takes. So I'll be you know reacting to hot takes and giving my opinions on them. Um, and that's my, what's probably going to be my YouTube channel. And if you want to support me, like, please, uh, go on KRMA watches, use my code BERT10 to get 25% off your purchases. And once again, you know what? I know I talked about kind of a heavy subject and kind of went off a deep end, but hey, let's let's end this on a positive note though. Go tell somebody you love them. You know, tell your family, tell your friends you love them. Because you never know if that's going to be the last day you see them. You never know. Because God has a plan for everybody. God has a plan for everyone. And you know what? You just got to live every day to the fullest. So always make sure to live every day to the fullest. And once again, I am Burke Myers, the weatherman. And this is the Weatherman Report, signing off.